0: introducing kicking back with the cooks presented by woodhouse 18 brands 16 convenient locations simplified car buying to save you time shop finance and buy online at woodhouse.com here's head coach john cook along with your host lauren cook west well it is officially my favorite time of year volleyball season and today i'm with one of my favorite people coach cook hello how are you
1: good lauren i thought February 11th was your favorite time of year your birthday (laughs) week or the birthday month I thought that was your favorite time but now this this time of the year is it is it's one of my favorite
0: times of year. it's the fall (laughs) so you're transitioning to fall and then you have volleyball and you have football you can't forget about football so it's just a good time of year but I'm I'm surprised you remember my birthday some some years you never remember the date you have to ask me to double, double check (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, you, you you're a very good reminder. I don't even have to put it on my phone.
0: <laughs> well, uh, really quick, how have two a days been going? And don't give us the the typical media response like, yeah, we're working hard and, I, and
1: I things never, are
0: going well. I That's did. what you tell the media. Te- give me the real response. How are two a days actually going?
1: Uh, competitive. Uh, they're working really hard to be at a high level five hours a day um they are um i love our leadership uh holding everybody accountable right now to to perform and as you know the first week's the honeymoon week everybody's happy fun and, you know, <laughs> the second week which we're in now it's you know the freshmen start hitting the wall and uh you know, people start letting go a little bit. But uh, they, they reel them back in and get them focused. And um, we, we've had a couple magical moments at, for me as a coach through the first I – mean, we've only been going now. This is the eighth day. Yeah, sorry, eighth day today. So uh, it's a very short preseason. It feels like it gets shorter and shorter every year. I mean, last year we started on a Monday and played red-white on a Saturday. This year we started on a Tuesday, played red-white on a Saturday. So it, it goes by really, really fast. And, uh, of course, you know, the challenge is, is balancing how hard you push, how much they get to recover. But you got to take advantage of because we start school Monday.
0: Have you announced captains yet, speaking of leadership?
1: Negative Ghost Rider.
0: When will that be announced?
1: Uh, I think we'll probably get to that this weekend.
0: Okay. Are you doing anything special for it?
1: Actually, Lauren, I'm glad you asked because we are.
0: <laughs> oh, but you can't, you can't tell us. It's top secret.
1: We, what we're doing is uh, we are showing them examples of great leadership from all aspects of life and, and you know, because you can go, you know, you can get, find stuff on the internet. And uh, so we're just planting seeds in their mind. What, what's important for you as a leadership? We're asking them to think about it. And then we're gonna give them feedback on who they think the captains should be. And and then we'll we'll also put our input in there and then name captains.
0: Well, I'm excited to find out who gets to be captains. I I have to start by saying we have already recorded this month's podcast once. This is our second time recording. And long story short, we tried to film you a day in the life of Coach Cook out on the ranch. You were roping. Uh, you were grooming horses, cleaning out their shoes. I mean, it was, uh, we got ev- I got everything on camera. However, my video filming skills and the wind was blowing that day. So we just had a lot of uh, negative aspects in not working in our favor. So we weren't unfortunately able to use that footage. So that's why we're re-recording again today. However, Coach Cook, I wanna tell you and I need to start charging the Big Ten because this has happened multiple times where they'll ask me, hey, do you have any videos of Coach Cook doing XYZ or with so-and-so, like with Madden, and, and they'll use it in their TV production that they put together for a match. And so now, <laughs> what, we, what I recorded, you know, a couple weeks ago with you out on the ranch, they're actually going to use uh, for a special that they're doing about you and your horses
1: yeah when we were at big Ten media day we uh i, I can't remember her name as a really pretty impressive uh lady who was putting this puts these these documentary type things together on subjects in the big Ten um, You know all sports, not just volleyball. she was really good, asked great questions was really digging deep, and I have a feeling they're going to do a pretty cool job on on this so uh, i was very very impressed i wasn't very really impressed with the whole big 10 media day but this one part of it i spent probably at least a half hour 40 minutes with her and just she's a pro
0: yeah well they're using our the video that i recorded (laughs) so i think uh they'll have some videos and pictures that i sent over and at least it's it's going to be out in the world somewhere because it is uh pretty funny watching you rope and you know, brush the horses and clean out their shoes, and it's well, just I, something you, you don't see every day.
1: You need to have Mike Elliot get you one of those trick cameras those guys have. You know, blocks <laughs> out the wind, and you know, we can shoot in, in in the you know outside, and doesn't matter if the wind's blowing or whatever's happening. And uh, so we just need to get you a better camera because the, our social next media time. people have these one these little ones they walk around with. They're pretty cool.
0: Yeah, maybe next time. Well what I did when we first recorded is I put posted a Q and A on Twitter. So I posted a few weeks ago and I received a ton of responses. And these are all questions for you, Coach Cook. So we're just going to spend our time today going through these questions. A a lot of them have to do with, you know, this upcoming season. And, uh, but some of them do have to do a deal with the horse world and, uh, some questions outside of the volleyball world. So are you ready? Let's roll. All right. Give three of your top tips to someone who is new to the coaching world. So if someone just entered the coaching world, what would your three top tips be?
1: Have a plan, get a mentor, uh and uh, uh the third one would be uh, hire great assistance.
0: <laughs> what if you can't hire assistants? What if it's oh. just, you know, club coach or high school coach?
1: Yeah. Uh get a plan, believe in it, and then build a culture would be the other thing. Uh, you, you know, I um, all the coaches that leave here, like Danny who went to Louisville, Kayla went to Ole Miss, I mean, they built cultures there and are building cultures there, and I, I think you, 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 at least that gives you a chance if you have a culture, and it will help you with recruiting and build a program. Or if, if I'm a high school coach, same thing, build a culture that these kids want to be a part of and believe in and buy into, and, and you know, that's our foundation for how we play and how we run the program.
0: For championships, so final four national championships, if you make it that far in the season, they want to know if uh, they can get the players' last names on the jerseys.
1: Uh, Negative, because we play for the name on the front of our jerseys, and the other big problem is they all have ponytails, so you can't see them anyway.
0: That's a good point. Can you walk no, us through? Lauren,
1: Lauren, I hate it because when I go recruiting, <laughs> these club teams put their names on the back, and you you can't you can't ever see their names because you know they have ponytails. So I'm like, why do they do that? Because it doesn't do any good anyway.
0: Here's what you do: just stalk Instagram before you go recruit. <laughs> Get a feel for what they look like, and then when you go in person, you don't need to worry about the back, yeah. the name on the back of the jersey or the number, or whatever you can't see. You just Oh, that's, you know, that's so-and-so. I, I know what they look like.
1: Yeah. I just called Jalen, and he tells me.
0: <laughs> Jalen's the recruiting guru. Can you... I have a feeling this is going to be a no-comment answer, but can you walk us through once and for all the timeline and what was conveyed to Kayla Caffey?
1: Well, we don't have enough time to go through the whole thing. It's been a year process, and uh, bottom line is she had a fantastic opportunity here and chose to go somewhere else so that's that's about it in a nutshell and and uh you know uh it anytime those things happen you know when you when you uh do a lot for a student athlete and and then they can just walk away so quickly uh and you you know it just that's one of the hard things about coaching you know it's uh uh, because we do we try to do everything for these kids and uh and uh, hopefully there's a you know some type of connection and they want to be here and they want to bleed husker but if you can walk away that quickly you know i guess that wasn't that important and uh, but you know she wanted to move on somewhere else and and uh great for her
0: i just have two quick things to say about that first of all when the transfer portal opened up and you could transfer without punishment i feel like that changed the game and now nil is changing the game on top of that so not only are you having to deal with you know, unlimited transferring, but you're having to deal with NIL opportunities. And, you know, I feel like as an athlete, they're weighing, okay, can I get more money at this school or, you know, more money at this school or more opportunities here? And so it's just, it has to be impossible as a coach to, no matter what sport you're coaching, uh, to just have to juggle all of that.
1: Yeah, and I talked about that at Big Ten Media Days. that I think NLI is kind of poisoning some minds and causing some pretty... Uh, unreal decisions that that student athletes are making and uh so it is a more complicated world and that's why I told you you know when you asked me about the advice to a young coach is build a culture so hopefully we're building a culture that our players want to be a part of uh and you know that's the most important thing uh and it's not a business deal or you know whatever but uh it, it is making it tougher and and uh you know I think this is something that complicates uh, these players lives and and they're probably not really ready to handle all that
0: the the last thing I'll say is I normally when players transfer they're transferring to a school where they're going to have an opportunity. You know, maybe they didn't start at Nebraska or didn't play all six rotations at Nebraska or whatever it may be and then they want to go somewhere, you know, where they're going to play all six rotations or get, you know, be a starter and get more playing time, but I feel like in these two situations, that's not exactly the case. I mean, Texas is stacked in the middle. They they just brought in an All-American libero and um, so it's just interesting that it, it really makes you think, okay, I, are they transferring for playing time or is it Is it more, you know, like what you're saying with the NIL opportunities and um, other outside factors?
1: Yeah, that would be uh, uh, a great podcast sometime.
0: (laughs) How do you keep your cool on the sidelines? especially during big 10 matches when things are heated and it's intense and because this fan was saying you know they have to walk the concourse and pace around the concourse because they get so jacked up and nervous and excited and I, i'm the same way i'm sitting in my seat and you know clenching my fists and sometimes hitting jb on the, the arm and so how do you keep your cool
1: that's a really big challenge for me inside i'm doing all the things that you want to do and the the, the uh, fan that asked that question but what I learned I learned in riding horses if they get edgy and jumpy you have to be calm because they'll sense that if you're if you get that way they're going to feel it and make them more uh, uptight and then the other time I learned that was when I learned how to fly airplanes and got my pilot's license uh you know they they create chaos up there they they do things to try to distract you and cause emergencies and you know and you can't you got to stay calm and fly the plane. That's what. So what I tell myself is, I, I got to coach the game, coach the game, and fly the plane, and you know, uh, be calm for the horse. Those are the reminders I give myself because, uh, yeah, it's a challenge for me.
0: We we've talked about these two before on the podcast, but uh, Doctor Larry Whitman and then Commander Jack Riggins, and they both are big time believers in breathing. And I know they've taught this to you, but I think they call it box breathing or where you breathe in for four seconds and then hold it for four seconds and then breathe out for four seconds. Or sometimes it's you breathe in for five seconds, hold it for two seconds, breathe out for seven seconds. And uh, I do that when I get nervous watching you guys play. I don't know if you're the same way.
1: Uh, I do it before the match. uh, And there's all kinds of ways you can breathe. We work on breathing every day. and, you know, Ron Haruska, who you, you know has worked with our program, I mean, his whole institute is built on breath. <laughs> and and so he uh, is somebody that has, has made a big impact on our program on instilling the importance of breath. And if you don't breathe and you're not breathing in both lungs, uh, it's better to breathe out of your nose and your mouth. And, and so anyway, there's, just, there's a lot to it. And it Can calm your uh, nervous system down if you take good deep breaths. And of course, one way you can practice that without even knowing it is do yoga and get with a yoga teacher that has you breathe during yoga. And that's one of the reasons that we do yoga.
0: This is a side note, but I was listening to a podcast the other day and they said, when you're sleeping at night, you should tape your mouth shut so you don't breathe out of your mouth and breathing out of your nose while you sleep which a lot of people don't do, a lot of people you know, open their mouth and sleep with their mouth open and breathe through their mouth, but when you are breathing through just your nose and your mouth is taped shut, which I can't imagine taping your mouth shut while you sleep, but uh, you're gonna wake up more rested, you're, I don't know, the cells in your body ha- have a better turnover rate, and I, I, he got into some, some things that were over my head, but it just sounds like you're gonna be a better human if you're taping your mouth shut when you sleep and breathing through your nose.
1: No question. And we actually uh, do some of that with our players to teach them, you know, the importance of breathing through their nose. Jolene does it with them. I I don't do it. I'd love to a couple of them tape their mouths and practice and make them breathe out of their nose. (laughs) But uh, Jolene works with them on that. And of course, Ruska does. And and, uh, yes, it's 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 really, really important
0: what is the number one reason for nicklin moving positions because she's been a four-year starter at setter she's been successful in that position so why move her when she has another opportunity for another year to or to play another year
1: well you know we're uh the plan was when we recruited kennedy was to come here and be the starting setter and uh so you know the super senior year gives nicklin another chance and we're letting him compete uh you know it's everybody says we're moving her but Nicklin's still in setting reps and so on, but uh, we think our best team is is either with Kennedy or Ani setting and Nicklin playing a DS-type role because she's such an exceptional defensive player, uh, and she can take care of a lot of out-of-system stuff, and and I think Nicklin wants to try something new. Uh, and, you know, if you, I don't know if you remembered Lauren, but I tried to get you to become a libero because I thought maybe you could be a national team libero. Go ahead. and and so anyway uh it's just kind of what has evolved and we'll see where it goes I mean somebody's got to prove that they can set at a level that Nicklin was at last year and or above and for this to work so uh but Nicklin's open to it she I think she's really having a good time I've she's like you know it's a new new thing for her so she's gone through the grind for four years had that pressure of being a setter now I just I see a freer Nicklin and she's having fun and. She's flying around, and she doesn't care if she's on the A side, the B side. She just, you know, is just kind of unleashing and enjoying it. So uh, so anyway, that, that's kind of the, the reason behind all this.
0: Just to clarify for Husker fans, if Nicklin is in a DS role, we will see her in the passing rotation.
1: That would be correct, yes.
0: So Nicklin, who we've never seen pass before, will be passing.
1: Nicklin can pass.
0: And then the other thing I heard listening to your radio show last night is Kenzie Knuckles is training in the front row.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. She's someday she's our best hitter.
0: You know, it it's always those five eight, five nine attackers. I mean I think Organ Oregon had one. Yeah. Uh, Vance or no, was uh, it Van Sickle? No. Van Sickle, yep. Van Sickle, yeah. yep. And she would get you guys all the time. Hawaii also sometimes always has small outsides, and it, it's just if you're blocks undisciplined, discipline, those small hitters will go right through it.
1: Yeah. Well, Van Sigel tore us up at Oregon, and then she transferred to Hawaii. We played him in the tournament a few That's years right. ago, and she lit us up there. We hated playing against her. And then yeah. uh, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, uh, you know, uh, Memba played for oh, them. Yep. She's like five nine. I mean, she just she gave us fits. Those, because yeah. those, those players just—they're harder to defend, and um, you know they give up some size and blocking and so on. But yeah, Kenzie, Kenzie loves it, and I, I see a, you know, a joy in her that she's having fun with that, and and you know we'll see where it goes. It helps her hit out of the back row as well, but uh, yeah, she's 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 in the front row. And John was at practice and saw what she could do, and I think he was—that's why he was asking about it.
0: Now <laughs> – JV's whole thing last year was having Lauren Stiverin's attack out of the back row. So now his whole thing this year will be having yeah. Kenzie Knuckles attack out of the front row. And that's yeah. all we're going to hear about. Yep. Do you have any difficulties balancing scholarships since you're only allowed 12? Well, Is it still 12?
1: Yeah, we have 12 okay. full scholarships. We can't split them up. Uh, some of the other sports can split up their scholarships uh, and, and to cover more players. But we, we have, we're a headcount sport. So we have 12, and um, it would be nice to have 13. Uh, women's basketball has 15. I don't know if they've ever used 15. But with the addition of the libero, there, there's a big need to, because to, you want to be able to scholarship a libero. Uh, and you know, if you think about it, you play with six, and then you have another six, so there's your 12. But that's not counting a libero as the seventh player. So uh, we're actually a little bit under-scholarshiped when you look at by positions that you have. Uh, so it would be nice, but you know, there's political things and financial things that have prevented that. Uh, but I think um, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, it's just like every coach has to do it. You've got to manage your team and figure it out. I'm just glad we don't split things up, because then you know, I feel bad for some of the coaches that have to, oh, you only get this and you only get that. You know If we're going to give a scholarship, it's all or nothing.
0: Why does women's basketball have more scholarships than women's volleyball if they require less players?
1: That's a great question, Lauren. Uh, it makes no sense because nobody ever uses fifteen scholarships, and so that's why volleyball is fought like, hey, let's take one from women's basketball and and give it to volleyball, and you know, just go through. The, you can go through the years on any basketball team; they never have fifteen players on scholarship.
0: That's interesting. I had no idea that. Yeah. And, bas- me, I but just the, and the men the only
1: have the men only have thirteen. So what? How do, it makes no sense. So I, I have no idea what their rhyme or reason was. And you know, the one of the reasons they don't want us to expand is because that means Nebraska can scholarship one more player, Texas can scholarship one more player. Well, in women's basketball, they can take you know, top program technically could take fifteen good players. UConn or you know, in Nebraska could. And those are taking away players from maybe UNO or or other programs, Wichita that. You know those players may want to jump on, uh, you know, a bigger program, and so if you shrink, which football did, they shrunk the scholarships down to eighty-five. It created parity because in the old days you could scholarship everybody, so they would just stockpile players. Now at eighty-five for football, that's all you can have, and that's what everybody can have. So it it is it created parity because you can't stockpile players women's basketball can stockpile players volleyball we're not at that point and that's one of the reasons they won't give us a 13th because they think that might happen a little bit
0: the outside struggle to produce at times last year and the production metrics overall seemed down first of all is that true
1: our outside hitters need to hit for higher efficiency than we did last year yes
0: Okay, so is that a priority for you in fall camp and then for this season? Yes. <laughs> Where might one run into you?
1: Uh, at the mill. Outside
0: of, De- okay, the mill. Scooters. Outside of Devanny. Scooters.
1: Yeah. Miller okay. Scooters. Uh, but Hold on. Scoot- we need
0: to settle a debate. Do you like the mill or scooters better?
1: I like both. Well, the the mill right we have a mill right next to uh, Davani, so and it's set up to go over there and meet and have coffee. Or I don't drink coffee, but uh, you can go over there and meet. So we do a lot of player meetings over there, staff meetings over there, just to get out of Davani. Uh, um, I like scooters product better, but most of those are drive through, so. Um, the drink that I try to, I like to get is I think scooters does the best job with that. And, um, and you know, they've been big supporters of Nebraska volleyball through NIL and, and you can see a lot of our players tweet and so on. Uh, but they, they've kind of gone away from the meeting. I mean, their are one meeting places all the way out in 70th and pioneers. Well, that's kind of out of the way. I can walk to, to the mill over here. So those are the two, um, whole foods. And that's about it. <laughs> maybe the Mopac Trail on a, on a Sunday morning,
0: <laughs> on your bike.
1: Yeah, I rode I rode uh, this last Sunday. It's the first time I've gone out there in uh, all summer maybe. And anyway, a lot of pe- everybody says hi to me, so they recognize me because it's the same people always riding out there all the time. So uh, how
0: how do they recognize you though? Because you're in a full-on little bike suit the, and then your helmet and sunglasses.
1: Yeah. They just know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but
0: How do you think, or I guess I should ask now, how have the two freshman middles been doing and how will they handle the jump to the Big Ten? So we're talking about Becca Alec and uh, Maggie Mendelson.
1: There uh, is, a, compared to any freshman we've had in practice up to this point, have done as well as any freshman we've had here, both of them. Wow. wow. They're, they're they're special people, special players. Uh, they play way older than they are, and uh, super competitors. So it's it's been fun to watch them, and and uh, blast to coach them.
0: And Maggie's young. I read she's still 17.
1: She should be a senior in high school, but you would never. If you come into our gym, you would never know it.
0: That's crazy. Wow, good for them though. I'm I'm really looking forward to watching them compete this year. How do you feel about Tom Chattel calling you an old cowboy in an article a few weeks back?
1: Love it. <laughs> love it. He he writes creative articles and makes it fun instead of just the you know, the old coach talk and all that. So uh you know, I I uh, people in western Nebraska love it.
0: I, I normally don't read the newspaper because no offense, but some of the articles are just boring, and uh, I don't know, but that one I actually read all the way through because you're right it was it's just exciting, it's different, and yeah, he puts a fun spin on it,
1: and he mentions Yellowstone, and you know yeah, he, yeah. we've <laughs> talked about that, he loves Yellowstone, so he, Yellowstone's
0: coming back i know November i know, I know. No, November thirteenth I believe
1: yeah so tom tom's great he's a, he's a San Diego guy, you know, of course. I grew up in San Diego, so we know a lot of the same stomping grounds out there, places uh, he's hung out. He he used to be a San Diego Charger fan, like I did, till they moved to L.A. So uh, we have we have a lot in common. But I like how he he writes creatively and, and intertwines your personal life kind of in the volleyball part of it, and and makes it fun, and and talks about unique things. So I feel comfortable in sharing things with him in the in those because I know he does a good job with that.
0: You always have top recruiting classes, but why is it so hard to find a solid right pin player?
1: Because uh, in club volleyball, um, they, there's so much specializing and substitution going on because they're trying to pay for their club team, and these clubs are trying to make money. So they get a lot of players and they sub them. So they really never develop a true right side player like a Sarah Pavin. Uh, you know, we d- developed Christina Hotelling. uh, um, trying to think of who else, a uh, uh, Morgan broke I mean, she was developed by her club team as a setter and a hitter, you know, just true opposites. Uh, and there's a, uh, we're recruiting a couple down the pipe here that are true opposites that have played that position front row and back row, hit out of the back row and, and more like men's volleyball. And, uh, you know, uh, jazz was uh, somebody that we identified as a as a all-around opposite or right side players and she of course she's a lefty I mean ideally if you can get a lefty but they're hard to find and um so it's that is a challenge and you know I, I tell these ones that are doing this in recruiting I said you guys are like dinosaurs you know it's lost uh because of club volleyball and so i tell them like thank your club coaches that they're giving you the chance to develop as a true opposite or right side player
0: would you ever like to go branding out by north platte
1: yeah, absolutely
0: all right i'll connect you to the guy who <laughs> asked that question i,
1: can't, I, can't, I haven't been out all, as far i wasn't out i was close to north platte i was in uh Riverdale and where the other place we went. Uh, It was on the way from Riverdale down toward Interstate 80. Um, I can't remember the name of it uh, right now, but uh, yeah, I've already done a couple brandings out there.
0: What are the chances of having a match inside Memorial Stadium or Pinnacle Bank Arena?
1: Inside Memorial Stadium is probably slim and none. Uh, There's probably a a pretty good chance PBA may be coming down the pipe here uh, Trev wants us to play over there uh, and uh, Wisconsin's trying to break this regular season attendance record this year they're playing Florida in their Kohl center their basketball arena and their whole thing is they just want to they just want to up uh, you know do one over Nebraska but right now actually Creighton has a single season attendance record we have all the postseason attendance records but uh, um, and of course, the sellout streak that nobody'll touch. But the <laughs> single season is Creighton, and now Creighton's promoting, trying to get a big crowd when we play him up there in a couple of weeks at CHI. It's their home match. So uh, anyway, if some of these records get broken, we may have to come and you know reestablish the Red Kingdom.
0: <laughs> is Creighton's attendance record when they played you?
1: Yes. 14,000-something. Okay.
0: So you were a part of it. It just technically it was, yeah, goes was, to Creighton because it was their home match. Yeah, I think
1: it was the year before COVID. Okay. So it was four years ago.
0: Who are some players that have surprised you the most with their development after you recruited them and the, and they came in and became bigger impact players than you expected them to be?
1: Well, Christina Hotelling would be top of the list. Um, Lauren Cook. What? Uh, <laughs> what? I'm hoping Whitney's the next one. Annie. Ani, uh, Don't Ani Albright. Ani. Yeah. Uh, you know our Justine, Kenzie Maloney, uh, Kayla Banworth. I mean they they were all. Kenzie was more of a high profile recruit, but Justine and Caleb nobody recruited them, and you know now they they both played in the Olympics, so uh, th- those are those are uh, a few. Um, I mean I could go way back. There there was several because we took back then some of them didn't have the opportunity to develop like a christina Hotelling, i mean she was cambridge nebraska she didn't have a club to play for i mean she had to drive all the way here to play club, so i mean that's you know and she's a three-sport athlete so she's not really playing club and you know d2 high school so um but back in those days that's when we would take those types of players and and develop them now they're they have more opportunities, and, and so it's harder to find those players.
0: Besides Maddie Kubik, who are the best or most likely candidates to play all the way around on the outside?
1: Uh, all of our hitters are being trained to play all the way around.
0: Okay, so, let's, so that's Allie Batenhorst. That's Maddie Kubik, Hayden Kubik. And Whitney. Whitney Lonstein, yep. Lindsey Krause. Yep. And then Kenzie Knuckles.
1: Yep. So all of our Am outside haters. No, that's it. Am we, I missing anyone? We okay. train them to play all the way around. And, and you know, they, and if they can get to the point where they can pass and they can hit out of the back row, that's a huge advantage for us.
0: But, but to play all the way around, passing is the biggest skill that you look at,
1: correct? Passing and then defense. Yeah. Okay. And then be able to hit out of the back row.
0: How many more years do you anticipate coaching?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Day by day. Day by day. <laughs>
0: With all these recruits you've been getting, it might be another 10 years.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, you know, every, there's all kinds of things to continue to look forward to. And, you know, like 2024 now, the Big Ten is going to be a completely different volleyball conference with USC and UCLA coming in. That's very intriguing. Uh, you know, I'm having, as long as I have fun and, and uh, I, I really, and I'm enjoying the group of players that we have and have had, and then the ones that are are in the future here. Um, I don't know. I just, I've just really connected with them, and and they're they're really talented, and and you know, it's it's fun.
0: I just have to say the so the ADCA preseason poll came out, and you know, I don't pay much attention to that, but I was looking at how many Big Ten teams, how many Pac-12 teams, and uh, obviously Big Ten had the most teams in the top 25. But if you, if you fast forward and look at that preseason poll if it, as if it were 2024, I mean, almost half of the teams in the top 25 would be in the Big Ten. I know. If you count USC, UCLA, which is mind-blowing to me.
1: It is mind-blowing. Well, we had, Lauren, we had four of the top six in that poll. I know, I know. The poll doesn't mean anything, but we had four of the top six. I mean, that's – But,
0: and even throughout, I mean, just looking at last season, even throughout last season, I think in the top ten there was, any given week, I mean, at least five teams from the Big Ten in the top ten.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's – it's challenging I mean it's a great challenge, but you got to play good volleyball and and you got to do it every week for 10 weeks so uh, uh, that, that's a great challenge but uh, yeah my you know if you want to have a great winning percentage, don't coach in the big ten.
0: Yeah <laughs> unless you're, unless you're John Cook. <laughs> well,
1: I, I've noticed I'm starting to move down the charts now in the you know overall so uh, it's just it's hard, harder to win you know, uh, but it makes you better.
0: Okay, explain the penalty that you would have had if Kathy would have stayed and played.
1: We had to take a, a uh, uh, we were hit with a a extra year, we had to pay an extra year of scholarship for her. And again, I, I could explain it to you, but you got you would say what it makes no sense. So there you Long go. Long story we,
0: short, you would have had to forfeit a scholarship either this year or the following year.
1: That's a great way to say it. We'd had to forfeit a scholarship. Bye bye. See ya.
0: And and going back to what you were saying about scholarships and planning all mapping all of that out, I mean, you guys plan this multiple years in advance. So you have it's not like you plan this the week before the season starts and say, here's who's getting a scholarship. I mean it's some of this is planned out two, three, four years in advance of who's gonna be on scholarship, who you're offering, and, and that's how you rec- that's part of the recruiting process. So again, it's you know, this is set in stone years in advance.
1: Yeah, we have to write it all out. So like that we have to write it out when they sign their letter of intent, it has to be written out what years they're getting scholarships. Is it all four years? Is it two out of four? What two years is it? Is it three out of four? Are they not getting a scholarship? I mean it's all written out. So it's not and you can't change it. So we have, to, we have to know when they sign their letter of intent what our plan is for them scholarship-wise. So, right, yes, we're more. planning out four years at a time. Jalen has a big whiteboard in his office, and we have all this mapped out everywhere uh, because you've got to manage it.
0: You have to plan ahead. A few more questions, we'll go through them quick. What, this is my favorite question. What was your favorite part of coaching me and what was the most challenging? <laughs>
1: um, well, the favorite part is is that you love to win and you uh, trained really hard and played really hard and worked really hard at being a leader and, and uh, um, that competitive side. And what, what was the other part of the question? What was the most challenging? The most, challenge,
0: most challenging. Um,
1: I don't, I don't really know if there was, I, you know, probably the biggest challenge was for you and, and uh, you know, being a coach's daughter with the team, which you handled great. And once you handled that, I mean, I don't, I don't think there was a challenge. I mean, the, the biggest challenge, what I wrote about in my book was, you know, 5-1 or 6-2 in 2010. If I had to do over again, we'd have been in a 5-1 and I would have redshirted you. So the biggest challenge probably was you didn't listen to me. And then, of course, you <laughs> come back and say, yeah, I wish I would have redshirted. So there's the t- biggest challenge.
0: With USC and UCLA coming to the Big Ten, do you think more schools in the conference will add beach volleyball?
1: I would like, first of all, I, th- I say no, because if, as long as beach volleyball is in the spring, they don't have the facilities or the weather to do it. So we're the warm weather school of the Big Ten, if you think about it. Second of all, uh, I would like us to see us add men's volleyball. And we're, I've already planted that seed with Trev. I, I've, We've talked about it for years. You know, can we get a men's volleyball team? But now that USC and UCLA is coming in, you already have Penn State, Ohio State. If we get a couple more schools, all of a sudden we got a Big Ten men's volleyball, and that would be really, really cool. And our players ask all the time, "Why don't we have a men's volleyball team?" You know, we have men's men's and women's basketball, we have uh, softball, baseball. Uh, why can't we have a men and women's volleyball team? And I think. Um, It it would be a great, great deal for us. And I think Nebraska could be really competitive. And I think we would, I don't know if we'd sell out Devaney, but we would draw big crowds.
0: How do we continue to grow coverage of collegiate volleyball?
1: Yeah, that's a a big question. I I don't have all the answers, you know, because, but the Big Ten is growing it. Everybody's made a commitment financially, facility-wise. I mean, we, look at all the new facilities being built. So the Big Ten's putting all the chips in, and it's paid off. We're the number one women's sport in the Big Ten. The problem is the rest of the country, what are they doing? Even some of the big conferences, really, what are they doing to promote volleyball? And you know, and I think this is gonna be, there's going to be pressure on USC and UCLA. I mean, what do they average? You know, 300 people a match? Uh, you know, are they going to start packing arenas? Are they going to build, you know, you played at UCLA. I mean, they play in, sometimes you play in poly and sometimes you play in a rec gym. I mean, are you kidding me in the Big Ten? I hope the Big Ten is going to tell them, like, you better upgrade. They need to build a nice volleyball facility. And USC plays in the Galen Event Center, uh, which is pretty nice. But, again, are they going to promote and, and draw fans and, and match what the rest of the Big Ten doing?
0: I think we always played in poly. I don't think we ever played in a rec in okay. a rec gym.
1: Well, they have in the they have been the last few years. I mean, we watch them on video, and they're sometimes in the the okay. rec gym.
0: Okay. What have your conversations been with Jordan Larson in regard to her coaching career? And did you try to hire her at Nebraska?
1: Uh, I did not try to hire. She was playing professionally in China at the time, and her husband was the head coach at Pepperdine Men's, which I talked about in the radio last night. And I have not had a conversation with her. Uh, since last fall,
0: any volleyball athletes that you know of are interested in partnering with Sleeves. And I looked up Sleeves, S L E E F S, and you know those sleeves that yeah you wear that uh, you put on for like passing. Or I think Whitney Lonstein maybe wears a, wears a pair. I don't know what brand. I'm assuming they're Adidas. Yeah, but we're Adidas. So okay. you can't partner with Sleeves.
1: No, we, we Adidas makes them.
0: Okay. Well, there you go. Sleeves. <laughs> Husker volleyball players can't partner with they you. They
1: can do nil deals, but we have to wear Adidas. I mean, we okay. I mean, we like to, Adidas does a great job for us. Uh, you know, they got Baby Madden Yeezys. So, uh, Adi- She's, she... yeah, Adidas <laughs> and their people do a wonderful job for Nebraska volleyball and the athletic department. We got some really cool stuff this year. Coolest backpacks I've ever seen. Um, they're, they're awesome. And, and anyway, uh, Adidas has been great and and they'll make anything that we need.
0: Madden, uh, has a lot of new Adidas goodies as of a few weeks ago. So she's, she's going to be decked out. Uh, are the uniforms ever going to get a modern or more modern update?
1: I believe next year they're, uh, I'm not sure that's a Lindsay question whether we're getting an alternative uniform this year and next year I think they're going to make a change but we're always going to keep the Nebraska script that we have on the front that's that's our iconic logo for Nebraska volleyball but they are uh, I think they go in two year cycles is how they do it and and uh, so I think next year is a complete turnover in the in the uniforms. And I know lindsay has been working with them on designing new ones, and they've got some pretty cool stuff they're looking at.
0: If you could put together a dream team, who would it consist of? So best setter, libero, outsides, and middles?
1: That's a loaded question, and it's a no-win <laughs> answer for me.
0: <laughs> All right, last question, can we mic up players for the red-white scrimmage this weekend, this upcoming weekend?
1: No, there's no way they could play with that equipment on there. So I think they're going to do interviews at timeouts, and I haven't heard if I'm going to be mic'd up yet or not. Uh, but we did that in the uh, red-white game, which NET televised, and people loved it. And Just ask Mike. Mike's Mike's uh, yeah, in the Mike, studio. Mike. Mike's the guy. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, it's BTM Plus that's televising this thing. So, oh, so I, I I don't Hus- know all the Husker
0: Radio Network.
1: Yeah, so maybe it'll be on the radio. Yeah, maybe you could you could tell Mike what you want.
0: Like, Mike, <laughs> let's do a exclusive only for the radio. Coach Cook mic'd up. <laughs> He's
1: Mike's mumbling back there something. Is, I don't know what.
0: Is Mike laughing?
1: Yeah. I think he says yes. Mike will do anything for you. So,
0: I, I do have to tell you one Mike story. So, so, Mike Elliott, we've talked about him before. He's our incredible producer. He makes everything work when it comes to Huskers Radio Network. Without him, we would all be lost. Mike was telling me, Coach Cook, that so football is playing in Ireland next weekend. And Ireland is six hours, I believe, ahead of the United States. So, they have a little committee over in Ireland, stadium committee who's working through all the logistics and they can only meet at 9 a.m. Ireland time. So poor Mike Elliott is having <laughs> to get up at 3 a.m. Oh, for no. these meetings and, uh, and then come in to work for the day. Yeah.
1: So I got him on mud water, he's fine.
0: Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the mud water, dirty water, what did he call it, dirty water? Dirty water, water
1: yeah. Dirty his water. wife calls it, hey, love mm-hmm. that dirty water. <laughs>
0: blood water. Well, hey, good news for you. No confession and lesson this week. Thank you. Since you're in the middle of two days, you're exhausted, and you have a lot going on, I'm not going to make you do them this month. But I am expecting a lot from you uh, next month when it comes to confession and lesson.
1: Okay, we'll have something.
0: I, anything else you want to say before Saturday, which is your red, white scrimmage?
1: No, just uh, the preseason is shorter than ever, which I don't get. Uh, I feel like we're just jamming everything in. Uh, and the red-white, I think, is sold out. BTM Plus is going to carry it. We're going to unveil the Red Kingdom. I just Can, saw I hold did, on. our poster That's- is all-time top one or two posters. <laughs> and i was just before i came over here alex wood from husker vision was playing the the like the walk-ins intro song it it is oh boy it is awesome i'm like i text him i go okay i can't work i got too many chills so (laughs) it's really cool the music's really powerful uh anyway it's a whole different feel and theme from last year and that's what we want to do we want to Every year it's a new adventure and new team and, and, you know, something new for our fans and new for our students. And um, I, we need to get, uh, for the Red Kingdom, though, we got to get our, I got to talk to the band about getting a, a big drum that they can start pounding on and get ready to play that song.
0: Okay, first of all, stop, stop fluffing BTN+. Plus. <laughs> Just say it's going to be on Huskers Radio Network, okay?
1: Okay, sorry, yeah.
0: Oh, Just say it's only going to be on Huskers Radio Networks. Okay. Uh, and then well, nobody listens you to mean, you
1: guys anyway. Nobody listens to them anyway. It's <laughs> the, everybody. You know, you know, they watch it, but they listen to you and John Baylor. Do you know how many? Do you know make thousands of times I've heard that?
0: A, a lot. Thousands. I'm sure. well, we're we uh, have pretty much pretty a
1: week doesn't go by that I don't hear that.
0: <laughs> we have loyal listeners. Yeah. Uh, And then you're having a fan day. That's new, right? Yeah. Saturday before the match.
1: Yeah. That'll be interesting. But uh, we're doing that because normally we sign, well, COVID, we would sign after the red, white, and then we'd have another day or two we'd sign. But it started becoming such late nights, you know, and a lot of these, a lot of them are young kids, you know, and they might have driven two, three hours to get here. So if we play a seven o'clock match. We're you know we're signing autographs starting at nine thirty ten and it goes for two hours it's midnight and then they got to drive home so we just didn't like that it didn't feel right and so we decided let's just do the fan day like football during the day and and I hopefully they're giving out the posters you know I I don't know why they always wait to the, the last you know three hours before it starts you know oh the posters just came in so um, but. I think they're going to give out posters to sign or something to sign, and, and uh, just a good chance to connect with our fans and people that can't. A lot of people that come to Red White don't have season tickets, so it's a new fan base we get to connect with, and and again, our players need to you know appreciate the support that they get.
0: And for anyone who hasn't seen the poster, you are on Bud, one of your horses, and it's you've never done that before no had a horse on, a, on I i don't think a horse has poster. ever been on a volleyball poster <laughs> so
1: buddy boy I, buddy boy is going into the, <laughs> the gosh yeah he's he's gonna be a what would what he call An influencer
0: <laughs> he you can you know how like colorado football brings out ralphie yeah. before the the game starts you can just ride bud through Devaney before the match starts
1: yeah the people, let him
0: do a, a run around the court
1: people would lose their minds
0: i know that would be cool <laughs> uh we'll end on this the best news ever mike just told me in my earbuds uh our audio is actually the audio for btn plus so oh. you can <laughs> <Yeah>. we can <laughs> you can hype up btn plus so watch btn plus because you can watch and listen it's the best of both worlds uh, to JB and I on
1: the air. Thank goodness they do that because <laughs> some of these BTM pluses we watch from other schools. I mean, these, they got these student announcers. Dude, did you see that play? <laughs> like it's so anyway, awesome job for, for that. That's good news.
0: There we go. We'll end it on that. Thank you for your time today, Coach Cook. Uh, Best of luck starting your season next week. And thank you all for listening, watching, and we'll see you all in Devaney. So, Lauren, are
1: we we doing a post-game after the red-white?
0: Mike, are we doing a post-game after the red-white? Okay. We'll find out. I'm
1: looking forward to getting grilled by you. Yes,
0: (laughs) yes. Mike, Mike says yes, so we will do okay. post-game. So we'll All talk right. to you at post-game yeah. on Saturday. I
1: do my 4x4 four four breathing before I come up there to get grilled by you.
0: <laughs> oh, just wait till this season. I, I already have questions lined up.
1: Uh, I can already, they're already going through my head.
0: <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Listeners love it.
1: Because I know, I know. Because
0: they, they know no one, no one else will ask you those questions. Yeah. So they're thankful that, that someone is asking you those questions. Yeah. So. Well, thank you all for tuning in. We'll catch you next month. Go Big Red.